Welcome back to Chop for Time. Uh, here in a full room this morning, we're glad that you're joining us. Uh, whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this later on, we're glad that you're here. Uh, whatever platform you're watching or you're listening, we'd appreciate a like, a subscribe, a five-star review. Keep your four stars. We don't want those. Uh, but we're glad that you're here. We're talking about uh, my sermon from yesterday. I was getting ready to point to Kelly and say the sermon from yesterday, but it's mine. Hold to hope, and I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, um, yeah, Kelly, pray, please. Yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for a new day, Lord, to discuss uh, your word, Lord, and uh, just to spur one another on. We hope that uh, that the viewers uh, and listeners, God, are also challenged and spurred on, Lord, to continue to follow you more closely. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Well, um, just again, that was just a wonderful message you took us through, continuing through Hebrews and the better hope that we have in Christ. Yesterday, you talked a little bit about um, Hebrews 10, 19 through 25, the second let us statement, um, let us draw near Oh, no. What was it? Let us. That was the first one. That was You're getting close. You're getting close. <laughs> uh, with full confidence, this one. You know, you're still getting close. Still getting close. Still getting close. Give us the, se- give us the passage. In I am now. messing up I'm enjoying here. it, to be honest with you. Now, the, the second imperative uh, is that we hold fast, hold fast to the confession of our hope. You know, hold to hope uh, without wavering. So, you know, like I said, in the. I set up a little bit of context yesterday. You know, we, we've done that occasionally through this study of Hebrews, but these are really the first true imperatives that we see mm-hmm. that the writer challenges us and the, the readers of the time. There have been a couple other commands, um, but these are really, he's almost kind of, you know, shifting gears here and going, now here's, here's where it's applicable to you truly and going mm-hmm. to require something of you. And this is to hold to hope. <clears throat> You know, that our confession of our hope, uh, unwavering, you know, one of the uh, one of the translations I read said unswervingly. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's that would be an opportunity for me to mess another word up if I went with that translation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, we looked at this, you know, holding to hope and um, some of the elements of, you know, we, we had to kind of dissect a little bit. What is the confession of our hope? What are we hoping in? Mm-hmm. And that confession is Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior Amen. in our life. And we looked at some of the passages from the Gospels about three things, really. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and there's far more than that. But three things that really stood out to me of what leads us to hope and what are these elements of hope that Jesus gives us. Mm. Uh, number one was that he gives us his peace. You know, in, in Matthew, he, he tells us like, I'm, I'm giving, or I'm sorry, it's John, uh, you know, my hope, you know, this peace that I have, I'm giving to you, not peace as the world gives it, mm-hmm. but the peace that I have. Um, and we kind of differentiated a little bit there what the peace of Christ was and the peace that the world offers. Mm-hmm. Then we went back to the gospel of Matthew. Uh, so the first one was peace. The second one was his presence. You know, and, and Matthew concludes his gospel with, you know, I'm, I'm with you. 
You know, I, I'm even though I'm going away, I'm with you till the end of the age. You know, it's like this presence, uh, and we see that as a theme throughout all of Scripture. You know, I'm never going to leave you, never going to forsake you. You know, mm-hmm. my presence will go with you. Um, so this understanding that our hope is that no matter in what type of situation, that we not only have His peace, but His presence is there as well. And then we went to Ephesians one eighteen through twenty, and just talking about His power. Uh, so another thing that we can hope in is that we are not stuck powerless, uh, you know, in, in victimhood uh, throughout our uh, walks in life, whether it be walks of celebration, of rejoicing or struggle um, or, you know, worry, anxiety, any of these things. It's like we're not walking aimlessly or without power. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we covered a little bit of some responses as to how that, that tends to challenge us, sometimes we, um, we we look at it and we're like, yeah, I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of that, basically. Sure. Uh, but we really never take that full step into commitment to Jesus Christ. You know, it's like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of this guy. I'm, I'm a fan of these concepts. But there's never that real true stepping into whole life, faith. surrender and yeah. faith. Um, then, I mean, the second thing I think is like some reject this, you know, our pride tells us that, Hey, we're the master of our own destiny. We're, we're commander of our own ship here. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not going to, you know, give myself over in my destiny and my life to someone else. And they reject that, that confession, that message of Jesus. And then there's the, uh, you know, the faithful followers. You know, like the disciples that we read about that just laid everything that they had aside, you know, careers, families at times, things and just said, yeah, I'm following you. Amen. You know, the, the apostle Paul, Saul, before he was converted, you know, he, he just he left all of that uh, and just said, OK, I'm f- faithfully following after you. Hmm. So that's that that was our holding to hope yesterday. You know, powerful aspect to speak to each one of our lives, uh, whether you're a faithful follower or just somebody that's a fan of that or somebody who's rejected. You know, I, I just love that we have something that we can look to. And, to, you know, to me, we're going to do uh, the takeaways right now. Um, it was, you know, that aspect of being in the presence of God, you know, uh, because the peace and the presence go to and we're going to talk a little bit about that. But I like that, you know, if you're just a fan, you're not you're not in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you're reject that you're not there but if you're a faithful follower you're seeking the presence of the lord in your lives and and to me that's like hey i want to be even more of a faithful follower than i am have been in the past i don't want to rest over here you know to me it's like some because it can still you know i can still be a fan sometimes you know hey that's really cool i like that you said good or you know like the book of James, be doers of the word, not hearers only. You can say amen at the end of a message and then just go back and be the same way I was last week. Or I could say, I'm going to be a faithful follower this week. Yeah, I'm going to let this work into my life and transform because that's what God brought me here to listen to the pastor because he doesn't want me to stay the same as I was last week. You know, he wants me to pursue him even more. So that's kind of what stood out to me as I'm saying, hey, because I want to say that I am a a faith, I'm a faithful follower, you know, and I, but I want to get out of those points where I'm just a fan sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm the fan of that. Yeah. Amen. Great. Good message. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. So what about you, Thomas? Um, yeah, I, for, for me, it's probably very similar that the fan concept is probably one of the main things. Like I, 
we I think we all wrestle with this kind of imposter syndrome sometimes in ministry as well. Like, you know, it's our job to share the gospel and it's our job to study and it's our job to read it and it's our job to be the most holy and the most mm. Christian mm-hmm. people. And there's so many times in my life, and I'm, I'm going to talk about this this coming Sunday, but there's so many times in my ministry where I get so caught up with reading so that I can teach something as opposed to reading because I love Jesus or, yeah. you know, studying about something like this or trying to, you know, pour into young people because uh, that's my job and that's the expectation or planning an event well and just sort of being an event planner rather than it's about the people and about their love for Jesus and it's about my love for Jesus. You know, I can get so caught up with the, uh, like, the... I just have to do these things because it's part of my job as opposed to I do these things because I love Jesus. Mm. Um, and I, it was a good rain check for me to just keep reminding me to put my focus back on where it's supposed to be. You know, I'm, I'm not an event planner. That's not my job. My job is to <laughs> let my love for Jesus overflow to the young people that I'm ministering to um, through events and, and things that we do in that manner. But uh, it was definitely a, a really good uh, sort of reminder of what's my what's my motive behind this thing? It's uh, Proverbs 16 is where, you know, the, uh, the, you know, I should just pull it up. So I quote it correctly, shouldn't I? That's probably a better way to do things. Um, it's probably coming through this microphone really loudly, but, uh, to, to humans, uh, belong the plans of the heart, but the, but from the Lord comes the proper answer. That's not the right one. It's one That's of the good one, though. Yeah. yeah there, okay. Here we go. <laughs> All a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Ooh, um, yeah. Verse two, so, uh, Proverbs sixteen two, and I, that's that's one that really sort of comes back to me a lot because sometimes I think I'm doing all the right things, but my motive is not not right. Hmm. Um, it's not Christ centered. So that's sort of where my mind was at. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. How about yourself, Kelly? Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Everyone's kind of junky, but um, the, you know, 1023 says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. And, uh, or with, let me, let us hold unswervingly. Unswervingly. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. You know, I think it's right. Um, but then it says, for he who promised is faithful. Yeah. And so I love that because then you talked about the, the, the presence and the power and the, uh, and the uh, peace. Peace. And that's all, you know, he's given me his peace. You know, he, he has given me power and he's put his presence in me. And so because he is faithful, you know, I, I can hold unswervingly. I can hold fast to the confession of my hope. And, but it's all from him, you know, we're going to look more deeply into that, but I love how you put those three things out there, you know, and it's so important that we, that we realize that, that, you know, our hope is in Jesus and he doesn't just leave us there. He doesn't just say, okay, follow me, you know, put your hope in me. Don't worry about life, you know, no matter what's going on in your life, um, you know, but no, he's put that in us that we can accomplish, you know, that. And so it's not like he just, okay, good luck. <laughs> Amen. Follow me. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. You know, I mean, I think that's where it is. The following part is what we need to, and we're all pursuing that, you know, not just be, and, and we have to watch out whether it's, hey, I'm clapping my hands. Hey, that's great, but it's not affecting my life or looking at our motives or, you know, like you said, just being that follower right there. Um, and I think as we look that there's some aspects that you talked about yesterday when you were going over peace and presence and, um, power, power of, of the Lord. Uh, when we look at those things and I was, I was kind of thinking about, you know, man, this is great. Some great examples are in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. 
of people that were going through struggles because we've been looking at a lot of struggles that the Hebrew people went through in the book of Hebrews because they were facing persecution. And it kind of reminded me so many times when you're sharing things about this was either David or the psalmist, whoever's writing the struggles that they had, and yet they were seeking God's presence and power. And we, we chose a few verses to take a look at. And let's start back with uh, Kelly right here. You have a passage that you yeah. were looking at. And, and you, can you just read the passage? Then give us a little insight into it yeah. and share it here. Yeah, Psalm 51. This is, you know, after David's infamous, you know, adultery with Bathsheba and and then killing her husband. And and uh, he was feeling a little down, you know. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, like he let the Lord down a little bit, I imagine, you know. Um, but he says uh, in verse 10, 5110, created me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. You know, and uh, in his in his desperation and his, you know, his, he blew it. I mean, big time. Mm-hmm. And uh, but, uh, you know, he, he knew where his hope came from and he knew it wasn't in himself. And, uh, you know, that's what I love about David's heart here. You know, we, we read about how God or David was a man after God's own heart. And it wasn't because he was a good man. He wasn't a good dude. Mm. He was just a sinful man like the rest of us. Mm. But he knew where his strength came from, where his hope was at, was in the Lord. And that's why he's a man after God's own heart. And so what a, I think it's just a great example that, you know, don't take your presence from me, you know. And he knew where his peace would come from. And he had no peace when with that sin, you know, mm-hmm. when he was separated from God. I mean, the peace was gone, you know, and he knew he wanted that and he knew where it came from. It came from the Lord. And so I just love how he put his hope in God. Hmm. Good stuff. Uh, Thomas, what do you think about that passage? Um, I muted myself. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, um, Kind of, kind of a similar, similar sort of thought. Like the, whenever, whenever I mess up or find myself, catch myself in sin, the very last thing I want to do is go pray, mm-hmm. see Christ, yeah. you know, and ask for His presence back. Because usually I'm like, please take it away. <laughs> like I don't deserve mm-hmm. it. Like, um, or I don't even say anything because I feel like, well, oh, I've I've messed up in this way. If I go and maybe I give some money to the church, I'll feel a bit better, <laughs> or or whatever it might yeah. be, whatever your whatever your sort of thing is that you do to sort of try to rectify and build your build your rapport back up with Christ, so mm. that you can talk to Him again. And mm-hmm. uh, I always wrestle with that because like we're so we're so uh, earn earning based, you know, mm-hmm. kind of obsessed with earning things, and I always have to remind myself that you know Christianity, it's it's relationship. And it's like when you mess up, the very first thing he wants you to do is come to him yeah. as opposed to hide from him, you know, and that's my natural position. Uh, and that's, that's one of the things I love about David is that like, yeah, he messes up and he just like, he just goes straight to God. And he's like, I messed up, mm-hmm. like help, <laughs> please help. You know, whereas when I mess up, I'm like, okay, what can I do in my own strength mm-hmm. to fix this so that I could go talk to God again? You know, and and uh, yeah, we're. I, th- I think it also comes back to the fact that here, you know, we in in a, in so many areas of our lives, the last thing that we do is go to God. You know, like if we get sick, we'll 
take some, you know, Tylenol or whatever it is that we try to take to fix mm-hmm. it. If that doesn't work, we maybe go to, a, we talk to a doctor friend. If that doesn't work, we go to a doctor. If that doesn't work, we go to a specialist. Maybe we'll pray after that point, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. whereas like in other cultures or other places in the world where we do, they don't have access to all the stuff that we have, their first port of call is Christ. You know, and that's, that's what we see in uh, uh, Revelation 3 with the Church of Laodicea. It's like, we have everything. It's like, we don't need God. Hmm. And God's like, you're pitiful, broken, naked, and poor. And I go, like, <laughs> you need me, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at a lot of the times, you know, uh, that sometimes I forget how much I need God in the first place. Yeah. Hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. I think uh, for me, I just love that, you know, when we talked about the unswervingly, you know, or unwavering, you know, the unwavering part was, you know, he had been in sin for, the, you know, at this point, the child had already been born that he'd had with Bathsheba. And so it'd been a period of time that, you know, Nathan came to him and said, Man, you know, you're the guy that's blown it against the Lord. And, and then he went through this. And I just love this. When he comes, he's created me a clean heart. Don't cast me away from your presence. You know, that that's where he's, he's looking. Hey, God, I need you. He knows he's worthy to be cast away. I mean, just what we were just talking about. You, know, I want to be beat up sometimes because it would make me feel better, you know, but he, he beat Christ up. You know, he paid the pay. He paid it all. Yeah. And that's, you know, just what you shared, our unwavering confession of hope, not in me, not in my performance, but in the gospel, in Christ and him on the cross. And that's what I'm just going to keep going back to because, you know, it, everything else is just an error. So, yeah. In, anytime that I read the Psalms, because, you know, majority written by David, some not. Uh, but they all have very similar themes and kind of ebbs and flows to them. I had a gentleman tell me one time that no matter what season of life that you're in, whether it's victory or if you're struggling, if you're facing a trial, um, search the scripture in particular, find your voice in the book of Psalms. Mm-hmm. Uh, like read, read, reread, read, Amen. read some more until you find that emotional state that you're in because you'll find it in the book of Psalms. And I, whenever I was reading one time, the, the question just kind of rolled through my mind, um, talking about our response to sin and whenever we hit these moments like this is, I, I, I often wonder how long it took them sometimes to get to where they are. Hmm. Because if I go back and I read my journal from 10, 15 years ago, I can read, okay, this is, you know, this was my prayer at the end of the day or at the end of a situation uh, and sometimes I lose sight of how much time and what amount of struggle that I went through from the moment of whatever happened to the place that I finally got to where I was in my journal of that create in me pure heart, renew in me a steadfast mm-hmm. spirit. Don't don't cast me away from your, you know, to that point of almost where I got to that repentance. Uh, and I wonder sometimes um, if that's just been the tendency of mankind all along, that we we feel like there has to be this earning type thing, mm-hmm. uh, and very much with what Thomas was saying, um, and because I, I think sometimes in our minds we read, uh, and we may lose the appreciation for the journey that these men and women in Scripture have gone through. But I can so easily attach to that emotion. Mm that David was just showing us there in that 51 of just like, I'm the absolute worst, Mm -hmm. you know? Yes. 
Good stuff. Thomas, you had another passage that we were going to take a look at as well. Yeah, we have uh, Psalm 42. This one's not by David, uh, but um, this one, uh, at the he says it a few times. So uh, verse 5, 6, and 11, and possibly other ones, but I think it's 5, 6, and 11. Uh, he, if we read a verse 11, he says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Uh, and I just kind of love that. Um, like, it's very real. Like, and I find myself there a lot of just, like, asking the question. It's like, you know, when things are not going my way or when things are stressful or things are difficult. So, you know, even in this time, like, my wife and I just opened a business uh, at a, a, a not a good time because we rely a lot on college students and we opened as soon as all the college students left. So finances are really tight. We're stressed. You know, we're hoping to go home. We're, we've booked all our flights to go home and we're, you know, immigration is all stressed. And there's loads of dis- different things going on. Both my grandpa- grandfather's got sick and uh, and like there's just tons of things. Mm. And like inwardly, like my soul is just like exhausted just with trying to rest with all this stuff. But my brain knows like God is sovereign, God is in control, and God is all-powerful, and God is good. Mm. Like, so why are you so stressed? You know, kind of saying this to myself of like, why are you so downcast? My soul, get up. Like, you know, put your boots on and seek Christ and honor him. And what is it he says here? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So even when like our hearts and our souls are just so exhausted, I think sometimes that logical side of us that knows that the scriptures tell us and, and our experience tells us that Christ is who he says he is, that um, even when everything around us is falling apart, it's like, okay, get up and I'm going to put my hope in Christ, even though at this point it doesn't make sense. And, and I think that's, you know, I think hope and peace are so intertwined. Mm. You know, we've been taught a lot about peace and, and hope and they're so intertwined. And I love the, the phrase, the peace that passes understanding because it's so real. Yeah. <laughs> like there's times whenever, you know, if whenever you start the the discipline of getting up in the morning and maybe doing a short reading or something before you start your day uh, or whenever you're in a crisis and the first thing you do is you stop and pray and then go into it there's a level of peace that just comes over you that makes no sense amen uh, and 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 that's kind of what I think this is kind of talking about it's like okay why are you so darn cast you know that God is God he's good put your trust put your hope in him put your trust in him and serve him as your lord and you know the peace that passes understanding will start to to take shape so that's it's one of my favorite passages I, I love it yeah, good stuff Kelly what about what are, you, what are you keying on that one with that you know I think about why you know put your hope in the Lord um, it just what I thought was is how when we put our hope in ourselves in in our abilities and in, in our our performance you know it's mm-hmm. kind of like what we've been talking about we we don't have peace we don't have you know what I mean? We, uh, we, we're downcast. I, I know for myself, when I put my hope in myself, you know, and our culture is like all about, you know, me centric. It's just like, you know, just do you, you do you, you trust in yourself. Right. And it's all the opposite of what scripture tells us. Right. I mean, the heart is deceitful beyond all things, you know, mm-hmm. you shouldn't trust your, you know, as uh, you said, you know, um, you know, our ways are, are not God's ways. And, but, uh, that's what I just, I think of when I put my hope in myself, I'm just constantly disappointed, mm-hmm. but when I when I put my hope in in, in God, it, it's it's totally different Amen. because He had never lets me down, yeah. you know. And so that's what. Good stuff. Good. 
Pastor? Yeah, the um, just just that concept of you know I'm, I made a because basically what we're doing here right now is we're connecting uh, two of the points yes. you know, from yesterday, peace and His presence. Mm. Uh, and I I made a statement yesterday that kind of connected the two, but really what we're talking about here today in all of these passages, like you cannot separate these two. Mm-hmm. Can't you know true spiritual peace does not happen without His presence. That's right, uh, and His presence brings peace mm-hmm. with it. Um, and, and I look at these passages that we're talking about, and we're, we're starting to see how they're, these authors, these biblical figures are arriving at that place and even arguing amongst themselves. Well, like you were talking right. about whenever I lean you know, on myself and do this, that they're just like, why? I know better than this. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing or what I shouldn't be doing, but yet that's, you know. You know, I'm I'm just I'm not experiencing peace. I'm full of worry, full of anxiety, full yeah. of sorrow, grief, angst, all of the above. Yes, um, but I know I don't have to be <laughs> yeah. because you're here. Yeah. You know, and and why am I doing that? And that's just that that's what I kind of take from these. Amen. I think that's beautiful. You know, the, the, we're coming back to the place of. You know, he's asking himself, why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? And then he just tells him, hope in God, mm-hmm. for he's the help of my countenance. I mean, I love that. I mean, you know, because there's another passage. And, and, you know, there's even when you go back into um, Numbers, when Moses blessed that she's the Lord, bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. I mean, once again, right there, we're talking about the presence and the peace of God, because that's where it comes from. And the psalmist reminding himself, and if you look earlier in that psalm, such a great psalm, um, that he says, man, I remember, I remember, I used to do this, I used to do that. Oh, but now all this stuff's happening to me. But you know what? I have an unwavering hope. Mm-hmm. And that's what he needs. We need to tell ourselves that. I love that he talks to himself and we need to tell ourselves, man, get, get up, get right, get better, yeah. you know, trust in God, quit being a baby. <clears throat> you know, sometimes I need to talk to myself like that because I'm just getting to my pity party or whatever it is. And I think that it's so powerful that we remind ourselves because, Hey, I've, I've talked bad to myself plenty of times. You're such an idiot. You're so stupid. How could you do that? You're dumb, 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 you know, but here he is encouraging himself. Mm-hmm. Hoping God for I shall get praise him. And I just love that. That's his confidence and his commitment to praise God no matter what situation. Now I know we have a third verse, but we're kind of we we're chopped for time right now. Right, right. Can you just share that? And we're just gonna leave the the comment with you on this one and then we'll do a takeaway because we're we've kind of exceeded a little bit of our yeah. time. Well, I, I think we've we've covered this. And this is David uh talking to himself, basically. Uh, yes. Psalm fifty six, verses three and four. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Mm. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can this world do to me? Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I don't have to comment on that. I don't mm. think. What can this world do to me? I trust in God. My hope's in Him. Mm-hmm. I love it. Say law. Praise God. <laughs> All right, let's do a takeaway for the for you know what you want to just a last thought, Kelly, uh, for our audience. What do you think? Yeah, you said something, and, and Ben said it yesterday that we kind of don't have any excuses, you know, anymore. I mean, uh, you know, if you're if you're following the Lord, I mean, you're you you and you put your trust in Him. 
that's that's you know it's going to be okay i mean things aren't going to be great life's you know going to be struggles i mean you know ups and downs hills and valleys but one thing never changes and that's god and so put your hope in him and you might be going through a tough time right now you know you might be going through struggles and trials and temptations and and things but at the end you know you can always put your hope in god and he's gonna it's gonna be all right amen good stuff thomas um a lot of, a lot of this is actually connected to me is quite strongly to what we were talking about last night with our youth because we've been going through the fruit of the spirit mm-hmm. uh, in ephesians 5 and w- yesterday we actually looked at john 15 because we were talking about how do you actually go about growing fruit in your life like do you just put in work and put in your own strength and your own effort and then you can make it work and i was like no no <laughs> like there is there's an emphasis on you know we we are to put in effort but whenever we look at john 15 which is all about growing fruit the only way to grow fruit is to be connected to the vine yeah uh to be connected to the source of all the nutrients needed mm-hmm. for the fruit to grow mm-hmm. um you know if you're connected to the vine fruit's going to grow yeah. whether you intend it to or not you know because that's how god works through you uh, all you have to do is seek christ and you'll start to see these things happen um because the closer you get to to god the more peace you're going to find in your life and, and it's a supernatural thing like a, you know sometimes we try to remove the supernatural from the bible but um you know there is a peace that passes understanding there's a hope that passes understanding there's joy that doesn't make sense that all comes from just seeking christ like i, I we can grow in our level of joy peace patience kindness without seeking any of those things but just by seeking god mm. you know and he starts to instill that in us and obviously it, everything takes work but the emphasis is christ uh, and christ alone so that's kind of where my mind's been mm, powerful you know i, I i'm just in it i i keen i last week i had written to a little blog on facebook and it, you know i just said you know when i when i saw it joy in the presence of sin. I never found it. But when I sought the presence of the Lord, I found I was in the midst of joy, the midst of peace. The source of power is just from God's presence. So I was going to key in on that. That's it, man. Just God says, you will seek me and you'll find me when you seek me with all your heart. And that should be the whole essence of our lives. Yeah. Mm. Um, a, a little quip one-liner. Uh, that I love going back to because we we all are in search of peace. Hmm. You know, I mean, that's, we we spend our life searching for that. Um, and you know the the passage you know that we have peace in Christ. We have peace that passes all understanding. A little quip line that I love basically states that in order for us to experience the peace that passes all understanding, we must first forfeit our right to understand everything that happens. Mm-hmm. And, and that, I think, is the essence of what we're talking about here. So often we try to understand everything and we try to seek the understanding of what's happening instead of just seeking him. Hmm. Because it's in him that that peace is found, that source yes. of peace, that source of hope. We're never going to find it truly in th- anything other than Jesus Christ. Amen.
Good stuff. Well, thanks for all your comments, uh, fellas. Just to really, you know, I just love that we're encouraging one another. I'm glad that it encourages other people, but I come find a lot of times when I come here, and even though we're putting this out there, is that my heart is encouraged. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, doing better in Christ. We want to thank you all for joining us. Um, if you have any comments or questions, we encourage you just to take a moment, write those below, and we'll take a look at those and answer those to the best of our ability. Um, if you haven't hit the subscribe or like button again, please hit those so we can get this out to even more people. Um, if you would like to contact us, we can be reached at FCCGrayson.com or you can give us a call. We would love to hear from you. If you don't have a home church, come on and join us. We'd love to grow in the grace and love of God together. With that said, let's close out in a word of prayer. Uh, Thomas, did you close out? Sure. Uh, Father, thank you for uh, another opportunity to get, get together, discuss your word. Lord, thank you for things like the Book of Psalms where we get to see these experiences of... Um, of of people throughout history seeking you and uh, even in the midst of chaos, Lord, and to be able to look look at their uh, experiences and take that and and uh, run towards you with that knowledge, uh, Lord. I pray that everyone who's watched today, if they're in a moment where their soul is downcast, Lord, that they seek you for hope and they seek you for peace and joy, and um, because you are the ultimate source of all of those things. In your name, we pray. Amen.